0: Hi, and welcome to episode 35 of the Dinner Sisters podcast, where two sisters take in on the nightly challenge of dinner. I'm Kate Schultz, living and working in Rhode Island. I'm a passionate cook and recipe collector, always thinking about my next meal. And
1: I'm Betsy Wallace. I live, work, and raise a family in Atlanta, Georgia. I love dinner time, but can always use help planning and cooking for my family of five, who are four, six, and now nine years old. <gasps> My son just had a birthday.
0: I can't even stand it.
1: We're updating. Yeah. Yes. Oh, man.
0: <laughs> okay. So nostalgia aside, our goal of this podcast is to cook a little better, learn a little bit about food, and most importantly, figure out what the heck to have for dinner. Here's how this works. Like every week, we have three recipes that we cooked and reviewed from popular food blogs, internet chefs, and other sources on the World Wide Web. We'll have all these recipes, by the way, any tips we talk about, our smorgasbord stuff, and the shopping list I make on our website, dinnersisters.com. We also, by the way, send a newsletter out every Monday morning, auto-scheduled for 5 a.m. I do not hit a button at 5, because that's insane. It just goes out. So we you wake <laughs> up in the morning over, read our newsletter. Um, and in there, you can get a rundown of the recipes, a drink link to the episode, and some other fun stuff that I throw in there every week. If you go to our website, you can subscribe or you can sign up on our Facebook page. So Kate, the first thing we
1: need to do this week is report back on our reader recommendations from last week's tofu episode.
0: Yes. Excellent reminder. We did ask for input on tofu because we had a baked tofu recipe that fell a little flat. Although I will say someone encouraged me and said, don't worry about it because now you've learned. We've, we had a learning takeaway, Betsy, from, from that tofu. Yes. Which is that you need to marinate it more, right? True. Yes.
1: And that's mm-hmm. the reason we're doing this, right? To
0: mm-hmm.
1: learn a little bit more about food, Kate.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, love the tagline. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Jesus>. So
1: <laughs> we had okay. a few What did people say? Yeah. We had a few <laughs> suggestions. So Nancy had a recipe that we'll link to in the show notes that uses silken tofu, and it's Elton Brown's moo-less chocolate pie.
0: Oh, I love a chocolate pie.
1: Yeah. And it's okay. moo-less, which I think means dairy-free, right? Oh, so cool. I'm thinking. I haven't checked it out yet. But she says it's amazing if you add mint extract so you get yourself a little chocolate mint chocolate chocolate pie. Mm-hmm. Which also sounds good. So I haven't baked with tofu before, but I'm excited about her recommendation and I'm going to try it out.
0: Yeah, sounds delish. So we also had a, um, a suggestion from Anthea, who did also try to bake tofu recipe from Give Me, Give Me Some Oven. Ha, I see what they did there. Um, and it turned out pretty <laughs> tasty. But she also had that same kind of feedback that it might be a little underwhelming as a main dish. But I loved her suggestion, which is she said it was great on top of a butternut squash soup that she made. It's like a little tofu crouton. I'm loving it.
1: I love it, too. So those are some great tips. I'm excited to get some mm-hmm. listener feedback and tips and take-home advice. So, Keep it coming. Yeah, yeah. It's really fun. It's fun, interactive part of the podcast. So this week's recipes, we are doing sheet pans. And- mm mm-hmm. We have an autumn sausage, veggie, and apple sheet pan dinner, a crispy sheet pan gnocchi and veggies, and a sheet pan meatballs with crispy turmeric chickpeas. And in the smorgasbord this week, we are talking about salt, fat, acid, heat—the Netflix mm. show and cookbook that's all the rage these days. So all the rage, yeah, all the rage. right. Kate, kick <laughs> us off with our first. Or wait, no, yes. we're not doing that.
0: Yes. So by now, I think, well, it's sheep hands, right? So we are in the absolute thick part of fall. Like school's been in session for a while. The nights are getting longer, um, which I've noticed, man. And then like the mornings are so dark. (laughs) Halloween's already come and gone um, and we're careening straight for Thanksgiving. This is like go time, right? So I feel like we needed some simple and tasty meals to get us through.
1: Yeah, I totally agree on the simple and tasty. Let's see if these sheet Mm -hmm. pan meals deliver on their promise.
0: Right. That's it. I mean, sheet pans supposed to be quick and easy. Let's see if Mm -hmm. it actually happens. Mm -hmm. So get out your half sheet pans or go buy one, which we've talked about in the past. They're cheap. Amazon it. Be a nut like me and go to a restaurant warehouse. Half sheet pans. Have a little rim around them. They're amazing. Go get one um, because we've got some great options for the fall. All Our first recipe is autumn sausage veggie and apple sheep pan dinner. Goodness. I mean, it's all there in the title, basically. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I mean, they're like, what could what else could we throw in there? I would just call it an autumn sheep pan dinner, but I'm not in charge. Mm-hmm. Anyway, here's what it is. Smoked turkey sausage that's cut up into kind of coins. And I used a low-fat kielbasa, and no one can ever tell the difference. So... Like regular fat kielbasa, that's, whew, it can be a lot. Mm -hmm. Also has some Brussels sprouts, sweet potatoes, red onions, and apples. All those together are tossed in garlic, uh, dried thyme, salt, pepper, and olive oil. You pour it on the sheet pan, and you roast it for 30 minutes, stirring about the halfway point. This is about as easy as it gets. So I'm curious, what did you think, Betsy? Yeah, this was super simple,
1: and Mm. it had nice fall flavors, I especially like Brussels sprouts in the fall, so I was excited to see these on here. Great way. I love roasted Brussels sprouts, so I was thrilled with this. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm going to make this or some version of this a lot. It was nice to have the kielbasa with some ketchup or mustard on the side. And then you've got your veg sort of right there in one pan. It did make for a very easy-to-prep, easy-to-eat, easy-to-clean dinner
0: for sure. I really like this for a weeknight meal. Came together so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um these are also some of James's favorite ingredients. He was like, "What are you making?" I'm like, "All of your favorite things on a sheet." It's yeah. <laughs> so he He's like, "There's kielbasa?" He's like, "You're welcome." Yeah. Um so I was a hero for the night. Um and it was we ate it with some like you did. Whole grain mustard on the side. Um one thing I will say, if you I was going to make a half recipe. Then I remember this is all James's favorite stuff. So I made a full. Um, this took up almost two sheet pans for me. And mm-hmm. you could fit it on one, but then everything steams instead of browns. And it's just easier to stir if things aren't all piled up on top of each other. And then like the sweet potato falls off the pan and then it's in the bottom of the oven and it burns. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say split it up. If you've got if you've got two half sheep pans and can do them on separate racks. Um, but I'm with you, Betsy. I'd love to make this again this fall. This is a four out of five for me.
1: Yeah, I'm giving it a four out of five also. It's a solid recipe. All right. So our second recipe today is the crispy sheep pan gnocchi and veggies by The Kitchen.
0: So this recipe uses a product I have seen a ton, like every time I'm at the grocery store, but I've never used, which is shelf stable gnocchi. And this is the gnocchi that comes in these, like, plastic containers next mm-hmm. to the um, spaghetti. In any case, take a, patch, a package of the gnocchi and you toss it in olive oil, rosemary, basil, along with a pint of cherry tomatoes, garlic, red onion, and a couple of chopped red bell peppers. Again, Pop, throw it on the half sheet pan, pop it in the oven at 450 for about eh, 20 minutes or so, stirring a little bit to encourage, you know, to so make sure everything browns well. The cherry tomatoes get soft and some of them burst a little bit. So it's almost like saucy, just kind of delicious. And uh, you finish this with fresh, fresh basil and Parmesan cheese. I didn't know, Betsy, I, you know, depending upon your kid's stance on veggies, because this could be totally family friendly. Or maybe not. So I'm just curious, what was your kid's verdict?
1: Well, it, it, it was not great. This one was no. not great. <laughs> this one was <laughs> not great. For us. What happened? Um, Grant had an issue with the tomatoes because he always uh. does. Um, That's just something we we're constantly dealing with. So right, right, yeah. the girls decided on this night that they weren't going to eat the peppers uh. because they didn't, I don't know, they weren't feeling it. So it was just kind of a bust from a family point of view. Yeah. I thought it was okay. Was not my favorite out of the 3 sheet mm. pan meals, but it okay. was fine if you like the flavors and it's pretty simple ingredients. So I think you're going to know if that's going to work for your family or not.
0: I think so too. I think it's a pretty easy read. I had I had thought about this with Grant because I thought the cherry tomatoes, oh, he can separate those out. I had kind of thought this is all seems pretty separate, right? If your kid doesn't yeah. eat one thing, they can eat the other, but Maybe not. It's a little
1: problematic when they're like, I don't want to eat anything. Right. and they, Or like that cherry tomato has burst all over and now it's just. It's contaminated. It's yeah. Contaminated. And they're usually pretty good about eating stuff, but this yeah. just, this okay. was not working.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm not sure I'm totally in love with a gnocchi in this piece, but I think mm-hmm. it might be my, this my preference for this particular brand, you know, I just – the taste was a little um, odd to me. And so for those who haven't seen it before, like I said, this is the gnocchi that is like on the shelf with the, with the spaghetti. Um, mm-hmm. It comes in these flat vacuum-sealed packs. Sells for a couple bucks. Economically, not a bad choice. I thought it would be more expensive for some reason. Yeah, because okay. it seems like a luxury item, doesn't it? It does. I don't know yeah. what makes me think gnocchi. Maybe we didn't grow up with gnocchi or something. I yeah, know. I don't know. Yeah, anyway, um, I did like the way that it got crisp in the pan. I loved the roasted veggies because those are some of my favorite veg. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a second, I thought this might be not be a bad idea for frozen yogi, but you got to cook that before you then pat it dry and roast it, which seems insane. You know? Yeah,
1: that does seem insane.
0: Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I don't want to throw this this sheet pan out with a bath. No, it's not even a thing. Um, I, I'm not. <laughs> Like, no, I no, Don't even go there. Failed, right? Utter failure. Uh, this is three out of five. I think yeah. some people will like it. I, I would recommend it to vegetarians, especially mm-hmm. those who like um, pasta. You know. So yeah, what's your rating, Betsy?
1: I'm also giving
0: this a three out of five.
1: It might be worth a shot if these ingredients sound appealing to you. Mm-hmm. You know what? Give it a try. What's our last recipe of this week, Kate?
0: Alrighty, so our last one is Sheet Pan Meatballs with Crispy Turmeric Chickpeas by Smitten Kitchen. The mm-hmm. flavors are here are very Middle Eastern. So think yogurt, cumin, turmeric, fennel, uh, let's see, garlic, fresh herbs like mint and parsley, too. Mm-hmm. So what you do, this is a two-parter. It's probably the most complicated of all of them. But even then, it's not super complicated. But yeah. what you do is you toss a couple cans of chickpeas in the fennel seed, the cumin, and the turmeric, olive oil and a sliced red onion. And you roast them on a sheet, spread them all out on a sheet pan and roast them for about 25 minutes until they get crispy. Meanwhile, you're making some turkey meatballs. That's ground turkey, yogurt, garlic, coriander, cumin, turmeric, and uh, red pepper. Oh, and fresh herbs. So you, you know, make them into meatballs. And once the chickpeas have been in the oven for that to- the 25 minutes or so, you pull the sheet pan out, shove the chickpeas to one side, And put the meatballs on that same tray. And you bake the whole mess for another 10 minutes and you serve it with a lemon yogurt sauce, some pita, sliced red onions that you toss in lemon juice, so many spices. Not that difficult. How did everyone like this, Betsy? We thought this was great.
1: So, good. Yeah. Brian was extremely skeptical of this <laughs> until the moment he put it in his mouth. And then he was a total convert what? and said it should be added to our meal rotation. Oh, so okay. it was great. I mean, and I liked that the fact that it was turkey meatballs because it mm. felt a little healthier.
0: Right, right.
1: We do love roasted chickpeas. I make those for snack every mm. once in a while. So that was a familiar
0: flavor texture. Is us still calling them
1: fart pills indeed <laughs> she is which
0: just, i was like an eighth grader with that i think that's hilarious oh every God. time you say
1: it i was gonna maybe not mention that this episode <laughs> but <laughs> all right yes yes she does okay. which just added a little color to our dinnertime conversation yes with this because you are not the only one who has an eighth grade sense of humor. So yeah. Anyways, the chickpeas were great. The meatballs were great. Awesome. I did not have fennel. I left that out. She actually mm. notes in the recipe that people will always ask her about the fennel and it's not necessary. <laughs> Which is funny because I think it's it's just something people don't either don't like or they just maybe don't have as yeah, as yeah. much.
0: Uh, you know, I I I have I had the fennel and actually like I've had a jar of fennel in my cupboard for probably six months and I just Mm -hmm. slowly use it on random recipes. Um, So certainly I think you could you definitely could leave it out. I enjoyed it on the chickpeas, but it's it's not a big deal. So I was convinced that James is going to eat all this. And then he Mm -hmm. left early on a business trip and I had a full pan. (laughs)
1: I made the full Ooh, recipe. That was a lot
0: too. <laughs> it was a lot. Yeah. Originally, I was like, "Oh, I'll make half," and and then he he thought I wasn't gonna. So, and this is all again a lot of his favorite stuff and these favorite flavors. He loves a good chickpea. Mm-hmm. So then I had this huge sheet pan. And I was like, "This is not. I don't know, guys. It's a lot of chickpeas. You know, um, <laughs> it but is. It reheated really well, and so I pretty much ate that all week, and so." It was great. I reheated it the next day, and then um, I had it, like, room temperature over a big bowl of lettuce for a big salad, which was delicious. Oh, yeah. Chickpeas were really filling, and the spices made it amazing. I do have to admit, I did take – eventually I looked at some of those meatballs and thought, y- you know what? I-, I can't anymore. And I put them <laughs> in the freezer.
1: <laughs> I believe that because it felt like a lot of food. So yeah, it was like a pound for a pound
0: of turkey. That be That's a lot yeah. for anybody. Yeah. Um, So I put some in the freezer, which I always like because then every so often I have nothing for my lunch and I'll pull the meatballs out and do something with them, you know. Mm -hmm. So it was fine. I was just so excited because I've had this recipe in my queue for a while and I've Mm -hmm. been looking for an episode to put it into.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: 35 episodes later, here we are. So excited. Yeah. And I also it's like one of those recipes. I mean, you've been around me when I when I'm like, have you made this recipe yet? And I get a little aggressive. Yes. Yeah. I was like, have you made this? You should make this. I told everyone at work. They're like, cool, Kate. Anyway, <laughs> now I've got listeners to yell at. You guys right. should make this. So good. Five out of five stars for me.
1: You have your own like <laughs> personal <laughs> got <a> bully pulpit. <laughs> people are trapped in their cars. <laughs> make the chickpeas. <laughs> yes. So this, though, for me, too, is one I've started pushing on people. Which is always Mm -hmm. a good sign because I'm like, look, I thought this was so good. You will like it. Your family will like it. It'll be great. So I also gave it a five out of five stars. Mm -hmm. Deb did not disappoint. She never
0: does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So wrapping it up. Call our winners. I am going to choose a call a tie because the sausage, veggie, apple, so good. Love the kielbasa, which I thought was just unusual. But Mm -hmm. the crispy chickpeas also stole my heart. I cannot decide.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely going with the crispy chickpeas and turkey because the kielbasa I will make every once in a while with also roasted veg. I haven't put it all in the same sheet pan, which I loved,
0: Mm. but
1: the turkey meatballs were a total recipe discovery for me. Mm, And you you know, I like that. So that's true. That's true. So that was my winner.
0: Yeah. I mean, If any of these recipes sound good to you, please check out our show notes and the grocery list to shop for everything at dinnersisters.com. And if you'd like to chat more with us, you can always ask to join our Dinner Sisters Facebook group. We are at Dinner Sisters Podcast, which is important you put that podcast at the end because I think there's another Dinner Sisters, and I'm sure they're lovely, but they are not us. So Mm -hmm. we're Dinner Sisters Podcast. There we talk about our latest recipes and get help with any food-related emergencies or questions or what have you. Uh, And I just love all the recipes our listeners post there. So join us.
1: Yeah. Agreed. It's really fun. Mm-hmm. Okay, Kate, what's up for the smorgasbord this week?
0: Oh my gosh. Speaking of being a bully, I have been talking to everybody and now you mm-hmm. all about Salt, Fast, Fat, Acid, Heat, and which is a cookbook. And then the Netflix show that was made off this cookbook with um, Sami Nasrat, I think I've actually talked about this in another episode or maybe in the newsletter. I can't quite remember. But we f- I finally watched it. It was amazing. I loved it. Betsy, have you seen it?
1: Yes. You're lucky because you wrote this out and not asking me if I had seen this or not. <laughs> so I, did not I might care. have been a total lame duck on this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> you well, didn't care. You were just gonna talk it. about it anyway. Yeah,
0: I would have just been like, fine, this is my monologue.
1: Yeah. (laughs) anyways as luck would have it i'm part of the way through i've watched fat and salt Mm. and one of my takeaways is that i realize that you have to be really paying attention because a lot of it is subtitled
0: yeah i mean you can't walk away and go wash to the floor with this no yeah this is like a settle in kind Mm -hmm. of experience okay so but for those of you who are not maybe being bullied every day by me to watch something. Um, Sami Nosrat is a chef and a writer who's cooked in some pretty fancy places, most notably Chez Panisse in Berkeley, which is a very well-renowned fancy restaurant. Um, She became a food writer and and also a bit of a teacher and came out with a cookbook a year ago. Yeah, called Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. Um, By the way, I could not recommend the cookbook more. Um, So great. Anyway, both the show and the book are about her four tenets of cooking, which is if you master salt, fat, acid, and heat, you will become a great cook. And that all these four elements come together to create delicious food. Mm
1: -hmm. And the
0: show itself is a bit of a travel show. There's four episodes for each of the elements, right? The fat episode is in Italy, salt is in Japan, acid's in Mexico, and the heat one is in her hometown of Berkeley, California. I mean, food aside, this is just a gorgeous show
1: yes it is i really have been enjoying it and it also teaches you some really practical things that Mm. you can use as a home cook which i enjoyed like you were saying this is a show you want to watch curled up on your couch with a beverage Mm. some tea or some wine or whatever you're doing and pay attention yeah because it's Worth it to be fully engaged watching this show because you'll learn so much. She's so fun to watch, mm-hmm. and honestly, you have to read the subtitles. Like I thought, I would just kind of walk away and listen while I was doing my laundry, yeah. and I'm like, "Well, like it's, <laughs> this, <laughs> like, this no. is not working because they are in Japan and this whole thing isn't Japanese."
0: Yeah, so that's um, an issue. Mm-hmm.
1: you need to be on your couch, dedicated to watching this show, which is actually kind of nice. Once I yeah. decided to get in that headspace, I thought. This is better. I'm glad I'm not multitasking. And this is a, just mm-hmm. a joy
0: to watch. Oh, yeah. James was like, are you watching one of your weird food shows again? I said, yes, I am. And this one's amazing. And you'd love it. And then I said, one of them's all about fat. And he's like, I'm sorry, what? I said, it's all about <laughs> fat. And it's all about pork fat. And he was like, tell me more. So mm-hmm. I watched these all the way through once. He came in on Heat, which is actually the last one. Watched that one with me. And then we circled back to the fat episode and we watched the rest of them. Oh, wow. Yeah. He got really – I mean, even if you're a travel person mm-hmm. and you want to know a little bit more about the culture of those four places, I mean, that part was really fascinating to me. So anyway, why we bring this up is because her show and her cookbook reminded me of some of the things I do in the kitchen around salt and acid that I think of it has really improved my cooking. They're not things I made up. I want to be really clear. It's not like I was like one day was like, I'm a genius. These are more like things that I've picked up from people who are much better cooks than I am, who Mm -hmm. have just these simple things that have just improved how food tastes when it comes out of my kitchen. And so the first thing has to do with her tenant of salt, which is um, I always have finishing salt hanging around, which sounds pretty fancy and silly. But I Put Malden sea salt flakes in like this easy open jar on the counter. That I got it like the Container Store. It's a like, glass and it's got one of those wood tops you can just pop off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I put a pinch of that on top of eggs or steam veggies. It's just so delicious. It's kind of crunchy mm-hmm. but not overly salty. James teased me Betsy about this forever. He's <laughs> like, "Oh, you put in fancy salt on there using your fancy salt." And then he used it one day, and he was really apologetic. And He said, you were totally right. This was amazing. Um, (laughs) So now he uses it all the time. That's Um, funny. Yeah. And so, oh, and if you're a baker, you know, like the sea salt that sometimes comes on fancy chocolate chip cookies? Mm -hmm. that makes all the difference. Or like a little hot fudge sauce, and you sprinkle the sea salt because fancy places do that. There's a reason why. Because it takes – Freaking fantastic. Um, or caramel. Even like store-bought caramel sauce on top of ice cream. little salt. Guys, molten sea salt in a jar. Do it.
1: Yes. She does a really great job of explaining all the different kinds of salt, which I thought was so interesting. Mm. And just like you were saying, a lot of this just has to do with don't just hear it or see it or read about it. If you get the jar of salt and put it on your countertop and use it, Mm. your life will be better for it. And I thought a lot of the things in her show so far have been actually really approachable, small, everyday tips Mm -hmm. that I could use.
0: For the home cook, right? For the
1: home cook. And that will just elevate my food a little bit more and make me happier and make everything taste better. And you feel better when your food tastes better, I mean, it just makes cooking more fun. So yeah, I love that. Sure. Okay. What's your next tip?
0: Okay. So the other habit that I've adopted in recent years from better cooks than I am, right, is this idea Mm -hmm. of tasting for acid in a dish. Mm -hmm. So the way you can kind of taste this is if you've ever made a pasta sauce from scratch or like a salad dressing and it tastes just okay, or even soup. And, Mm -hmm. but you're like, eh, it's a little flat. One way to Correct that is for salt. So you put a little extra salt in, see what it tastes. But if it still seems like it's salted, but it still tastes flat, it might just need a little bit of acid. So like a teaspoon of vinegar, a squeeze of lemon juice. Um, and you know what? It's guacamole, Betsy, that I have noticed this the most. Oh yeah, because if you don't add enough lime juice, it never tastes more than just like that flat avocado flavor. You're right. Yep. You know. Yep. So mm-hmm. and I, if if you add enough lime, then all of a sudden you're like, oh. It's the difference between oh, I like a guacamole and ooh, your guacamole is really delicious. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Um, so you almost need to add more, especially guacamole, but with other dishes too, you almost have to add more acid than you think you do, because mm-hmm. that's what gets your you know your mouth start to water. Also, things like oh, a braise. If you've braised like chicken for a long time and finish it off with a squeeze of lemon juice brightens everything up a little bit still tastes slow cooked and delicious but it's got that a little bit of fresh tasting and almost prevents it from tasting too heavy if that makes any sense
1: it does make sense but you know i haven't gotten to the acid show yet so i don't have anything to add at this juncture
0: Mm. yeah okay well report back Mm -hmm. um, at least to me this is a show that's worth watching it's just beautiful yeah, go buy some mold and sea salt, people. Six bucks a box. It's an Amazon add-on item. Throw it in your cart. It seems a bit pricey for salt if you're used to buying just, you know, the, the Morton's, you know, with the little umbrella brand. In my book, a fun investment that's not too, too pricey that can do a lot of good for your cooking.
1: Great. Okay, so next week, coming up, we have a tale of three Thanksgivings, and we start yes. talking turkey.
0: Can you believe it? I'm having a hard time coming to grips with this.
1: Yeah, time's flying by. Time's flying by, isn't it? So, so that's what's for dinner. See you next time on the Dinner Sisters. We'll save a spot at the table for you.
0: Would you like a little dinner in your inbox every week? Subscribe to our newsletter by going to our website at dinnersisters.com. We have a bunch of other stuff on there too, like all of our show notes, the grocery lists I write other stuff. And if you have some dinner ideas, shoot us an email at dinnersisterspodcast at gmail.com or hop on our Facebook group at Dinner dinnersisterspodcast and uh, let us know what you're thinking. Lastly, as per usual, if you like what you're hearing, please review and subscribe. Like tap the star button. Let us know how we're doing. That's how people get to know us. Thanks and happy eating.